0: The following podcast is sponsored by superherostuff.com.
1: Let them eat cake. Cake is a lie. Uh, All cake is a lie. It's like the dark side has cookies. No they don't.
0: The dark side lies.
1: The dark side has brownies.
0: <laughs> Special brownies. <laughs>
1: No, that would be that would be the Jedi. That would be the There's a distinct lack of mellow on the dark side. <laughs> yeah.
0: you know? Welcome everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Twenty sixteen is he here, stomping their feet on our Porch.
1: It is right outside. It is. It is knocking on the door, and it's like an old Dennis Leary routine. It's and it's like... finally cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little bit. Yay. Yay for that. Yeah. No. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I have said that we need a we need one good freeze mm-hmm. just to kill all the stuff. But after that, you know, I, I'm done with winter.
1: Well, unfortunately. We don't have to have. And our. To the folks in uh, Texas and Oklahoma and Missouri all the weathers. All the weathers that we only got uh, as a rarity. We only got <laughs> some snow yeah. and some ice. Uh, but especially the folks out in, in eastern Missouri who are experiencing the cold and rising water. Oh uh, yeah, And uh, flashbacks to' 93 uh, when I lived in Manhattan, <laughs> Kansas. And a significant chunk of this town ended up under uh for the flooding and, and storms there. Um, I'm uh, we're we're past that. We're well past the the floods of '93 from yeah. all accounts. So, mm. uh, to the folks who may be listening to us out St. Louis way, uh, we're uh, we're wishing you well. Uh, we hope you stay dry uh, as much as you can oh. because it's uh, yeah yikes. But Th-
0: this is episode ninety-four. Yeah. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor and publisher at sci com and horrorforme.com. Wait, we have another site. And we have another site, yes. And it is still gestating. That we still we're, have we're, content that we're uh we're building to it. put over there. Uh and my co editor, the one who's nominally gonna be in charge of that site, yes. sitting across from you, Mr. Timothy Harvey. Hello. Yeah. And uh we we had talked about taking I know uh, a while back we'd said we were going to take off a couple of weeks which would have included this week. Um
1: we would have gotten away with it too. Yeah. <laughs> I said,
0: "Do you want to do you want to record this week?"
1: <laughs> and Tim said, "Sure why not?" Yeah, cuz we're so you know, it's your fault. It is. Yeah, well, oh, wait, I could have said no? <laughs> All right, folks, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you later. Good night.
0: A couple of programming notes. Just want to make sure that everybody is aware we are in the middle of transitioning the show uh, on iTunes. Uh, those of you who listen on iTunes, you may not be hearing this episode yet. Um, but we're we're going to be putting, uh, putting the direct links out uh, all of our shows now are going to be hosted on podcasts.com. Uh, this is going to enable us hopefully to see better tracking numbers on yeah. these shows because we know more people are listening than what our numbers show. So we're, we're in the process of moving live. We've sent all of the documentation, all the all the stuff to iTunes in order to get the, the, the feeds going in the right place and, and connecting so hopefully that'll happen fairly fairly quickly and without too much hassle uh, but that's that's the beginning of our new years we we're, we're trying to get uh, more better faster on a lot of different things and that's going to be part of it being mm-hmm. uh, in the new year so we figured uh, why not talk about our upcoming year stuff yeah. that we've got coming up. Uh, plans and schemes and hopes and dreams and fuzzy pink unicorns who make coffee.
1: Oh, interns. <laughs> interns. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at the way. Oh, yeah. You're looking at the way. <laughs> interns. <laughs> is that what it We is? need more. Yeah. Interns are very useful creatures.
0: Well, now, I have to say, in the last few weeks, we have had uh, a number of new people join the team here. We have Garrett Saunders, Ben Harrison, Sam Sentman, Mm -hmm. all over on the Horror From East Side. Right. Um, Caroline Scarborough is going to be bouncing back and forth between uh, uh, horror and Mm -hmm. sci-fi. And I think she's going to be working on our video game unit as well as uh, writing recaps for American Horror Story when that comes back. Um, And then we've got McKenna Riley, Right? just joined, who is our new host for Salacious Crumbs. I am so glad that this show is finally back. I am too. That's... <laughs> Man, I tell you, I was like, when are we going to get a host? Because, I mean, I mean, Star Wars is out. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't know if you <laughs> saw it or not. Uh, you might have missed it, but yeah, they 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 made another movie. Wow. They hey. made another Star Wars movie. I could check that out. Yeah. And of course, today... The internet is blowing up over George Lucas's comments about it, which have been taken completely out of context. Hang on. Are you
1: saying Uh, that things you may see or hear or read on the internet may not be uh, a reflection of reality?
0: It's almost as if William Randolph Hearst had come
1: back from the grave. Okay. For the kids at home who have not been listening to their history teachers the way they should have. My uh, well, history or, teachers aren't even going to know who William Adam yeah. is. My history uh, teachers all knew who uh, <laughs> no William How long
0: ago did we take history Okay, a while something, ago, something.
1: but um, yeah, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. it's... the. Okay, I, I sat today and watched the entire... And we can t- we're can we going to talk about this more on uh, the next Echo Chamber because mm-hmm. we're going to get that back up in production, too. We, we need a lot of stuff going on. Um, our next Echo Chamber, we're going to talk completely about the new Star Wars film and the Star Wars franchise and all that. And mm-hmm. we'll touch on this a little bit, too, over there. But I saw the interview with Charlie Rose. I sat and watched the entire thing. Uh-huh. It's an hour long. Right. So, well, it's 54 minutes or and some change. And... This whole white slavers comment that the internet is blowing up about Mm -hmm. George Lucas is just sour grapes. He needs to just go away. That's not what he said. I mean, he said those words, Mm -hmm. right? But in the context—oh, wait, context. I know, I know, but context thing. So, so they're talking about the fact that you know it, it's it's coming out of a conversation about the fact that that Lucas came to the decision that he was ready to do other things, and Star Wars was going to be in the way of that. Right. And he so he made the decision to sell the company. Nobody pressured him to do it. He was, he you know I'm at that point in my life where you know he's like I'm married. I got a two year old. I got all these other films that I want to do. All I get these experimental stuff things. And the experimental stuff that I'm doing now is costing the company money, and I don't want to do that to the people that work there. Mm-hmm. So he came to the decision that it's time to sell. And Charlie Rose makes the comment that, you know, this, the, the Star Wars movies, these are your kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you're selling your kids, you know, and, and you know, it's metaphorically speaking, of course, for anybody intelligent enough to get the metaphor. Right, and Lucas is, yeah, I'm selling my kids to the white slavers, you know, and he's making a go- he's making a joke out of it, because historically, you know, the kids are the ones that get sold to the slavers, and you know, he's making the he's making the gag, and you also have to consider too that there are slavers in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. and they're not considered to be very nice people.
1: Generally speaking, no, there is not a there is yeah. not a. Uh, 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 slaver of the month award, or right, but most cuddly slaver, or but
0: he's pointing—he's pointing up. You know, he's—he's he's playing with the idea that he just sold his kids to the corporation, sure, to the man, mm-hmm. and I—it I, is such an irresponsible practice that I'm seeing today. All of these quote-unquote, journalism sites. I mean, variety, even. George Lucas calls Disney white slavers. That's not what he said. Right. That's not what he said. Well, okay, but again... That's uh, not what he said. You know, and I want to sit there, and I just want to stand there with my teddy bear hanging on the floor going, that's not what he said.
1: (laughs) That's not what he said. Well, but, you know, okay, also... Look, um... There has been, and will continue to be, a lack of context for comments, especially for ones that require you to have a degree of historical context, knowledge, uh, frame of reference. Okay, um, I'm sure that the folks who are listening have noticed that there's a political thing happening, Wait. What? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and uh, in you, I realize that the wall of candidates um, may have have made this a little hard to hear because they're all talking. Um, but uh, there seems to be a and and this, this is not this is not a blast at any particular party or anything like that. It's just this is what happens during uh, big election cycles, though the the, the 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 not the you know the 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 presidential races, right? Right. Um, a lot of people say things. They open their mouths and words come out. Um, often they fall out um, without any kind of rhyme or reason. Um, and they all most all come out with very little historical context and politics and religion and media and society and all these things context is a thing that matters. And <laughs> sure. I know I know I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how. I, periodically, I feel the urge to climb to the top of a towel tower with wait, a, a bullhorn. <laughs> with a bullhorn, because I
0: could take that. I know. See, out of context, well, the thing
1: is, is that, is that um, there was a time. I don't know, where see, were, there was a time you wouldn't be able to say that even in jest. Well, there was, and 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 the thing was, is that's because, and you and I can remember when this was happening. When mm-hmm. I mean, this is, and then it became a thing of the past. Yeah. And so it almost became this joke. You, could, you, you, would, you were able... Mm,
0: I think the, the last worst one was uh, University of Texas.
1: Yeah. In, what, the early 80s? Yeah. So by the 90s, you could sit there and go and make a joke about, oh, I just want to climb to the top of a bell tower. Yeah. Okay. And it, it was a bad taste joke, which... Which most of them are. Yeah. Shock and surprise, folks. Humor is often rooted in what makes us uncomfortable. Mm. It's actually the, one of the points of humor is to make us laugh about the things that we don't like. Um, that's why it works there you go um but but there's a line and you have to figure that out and, mm. and you know, comedians often find out where that line is because they get the audio re- reaction from the audience it's like <laughs> yeah i'm not, that that line was too far I will the, the next version of this joke yes we will can't not go all be far. fluffy exactly we cannot all be fluffy so and uh um he's funny by the way.
0: Oh yeah, he's very funny.
1: But there are there are uh, there's been a grand history of comedians who have gone up to the edge, and not only stepped over it, but jumped over it and jumped up on a noun. And they're mm. trying to figure out what the audience is going to let them get away with because that's what com- comedians are always looking for—what's funny too. Sure, right. So and and uh, com- comedy is therapy, just like acting is therapy and writing is therapy and performance. And all these things. It's um, ask a comedian. Uh, if, if being on stage is therapy they'll, almost to a person they'll tell you it's, it is <laughs> maybe I should start <laughs> <laughs> no
0: no never
1: mind. I, I that's it for 2016 <laughs> yeah, Jason's right. stand up
0: um, but uh, I'd last maybe about five minutes
1: but now um, it would be harder I'm not saying you couldn't but it would be harder to make a joke about a mass shooting oh yeah for lots of reasons yeah um, not you know and uh, and part of that is the the rise of the internet, the rise of instant communication, the rise of instant uh, back and forth mm-hmm. has... And the lack of a filter. And the lack of a filter. But certainly the fact that because you got your news from the newspaper or the magazine or the evening news at 6 and 10... Um, and the occasional new, you know, and the news shows, the news programs, like 60 Minutes and that sort of thing. Um, there was almost a way to have some of that stuff fade into the past because you weren't talking about it all the time. You weren't filling yeah. a 24-hour news cycle. It wasn't happening right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, there's things like that. So, when we, when you say something like white slavers. Or slavers in general, um, we are disturbed in many ways, of course, because we know that slavery is still a thing. It's not gone. It's something that we kind of, you know, it should be gone. Yeah, um, but it isn't. Um, you know, the, um, there's been a lot of stuff uh, lately here in in the states that that has kind of raised a lot of the the whole racial issue. So all that stuff becomes just like. Thing, but if you pull out the context. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, but, but the context. Um, See, context. You can't get context in a headline. Well,
0: context ruins clickbait. Right. And that's what a lot of this is. And, and I'm like, we, we we're not going to do that. We, we cannot do that. That's because I, I it's, it's, there is a lack of class. For the websites that do that kind of thing, and I see a lot of I see a lot of comments, comment threads calling them out uh, for doing this kind of thing, and and more of more of them are getting hit with it mm-hmm. uh, as they continue to do it, and people start getting tired of it, and so that's that's how, how's this New Year's resolution number one: no clickbait on either of our sites, no clickbait headlines on either one of our sites. We stay man. professional, we stay oh, what, classy, <laughs> we stay above the fray. Uh, you know. man. Now, clickbait <laughs> is different from interesting right. attention-grabbing no, no, headlines. Exactly, it's, and I, I agree 100%. Uh, no, yeah. just,
1: um, the good news is, is that generally speaking, we have a very, very smart group of people working. Uh, for the ideas of sci-fi for me and horror for me, and <laughs> giving us their time and giving us their talent. Yeah, that uh, th- and most of them, as far as I can tell, I have not had the good fortune to meet some of our newer people in person. Um, but I am, I am. Ple- Maybe we should do a mixer. We should do something like that. Uh,
0: that'll be our resolution
1: number two: more, there you go. more social activities there you go. for the team. Um, because. Uh, luckily, that we have these we have these really great people who are not inclined to sit there and give us something like you know
0: George Lucas is evil. <laughs> Click here to find out how. <laughs> exactly.
1: George Lucas eats children. You know, it's like you know, well, There you go. Right there. There's our headline. That's the headline for this podcast. George Lucas eats children. No, <laughs> nothing in the podcast aside from me saying that will actually reference that. But you know that'll give us a, that'll give us two or three two or three hits right there. Sure. Hundred. Hits <laughs> probably <laughs> right there. So, but you know, yeah, it's um, you know, it's but it's it's like it's like s- what he's saying there is equivalent to oh God. I can't remember the writer now, but he used to he used to say that that selling your book was like going outside, you know, taking your children outside in the backyard and shooting them in the head. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I don't remember who yeah. said that. But but uh, but, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, know, because right.
1: it's because it's because it's. You spend the time creating your thing, mm-hmm. whatever it is, or your book, or your movie, or your painting, or your, your sculpture, or whatever it is, and as soon as you throw it out into the public world, you lose it. Yeah, and it becomes something completely different. And it's painful sometimes oh, when yeah. that happens. And it's but it, and it all but it, and as part of that is is the fact that it no matter what your intent was, no matter what you set out to make, once it becomes part of the public mind, mm-hmm. it becomes the public applies their views upon it, yeah. which is that that's that's art. Which is one of the things that
0: that Lucas noticed uh, or noted when he was talking about the conversations that he originally had with Disney because he already had a plan for the next trilogy. Right. Yeah, turns out, and they decided that they wanted to make a movie for the fans. Mm-hmm. His words, which to me says a couple of different things. One, Disney looked at Lucas's ideas and and decided that's not the way they wanted to go. Sure. And two, Lucas may be figuring that Disney is pandering to all of the people who've complained about the uh, prequel trilogy. Maybe, I mean, there. I mean, there's all different ways. There's all sorts of different ways you could interpret that. Uh, you know, depending on how you want to look at it and what kind of context you want to frame sure. it in and mm-hmm. all of that. So uh, we're going to get into more discussion about Star Wars: The Force Awakens on Echo Chamber which we're right. going to be recording on Sunday the 3rd. Mm-hmm. And if all goes well, we will get that posted in the, uh, the day or two after that. So early next week mm. we will have a new episode of Echo Chamber. Hopefully the first of many because that one that one is a little bit of a nightmare to get enough <laughs> people together to sit and record those things. Yeah. So uh, we're going to try to try to Be a little bit more regular on that schedule as well. Another show that's back, we talk about Salacious Crumbs, Mm -hmm. which is our our Star Wars news, rumors, and innuendo, and and all things, you know, Lucasfilm and Star Wars. That's finally back.
1: Well, and and there's so much to talk about there, and so it's a really—it's good to have it back.
0: Yeah, yes. And McKenna Riley, our Mm -hmm. new host, uh, we've recorded our very first episode this week with her, and she did a really good job and the numbers are already pretty solid coming out of the gate so mm-hmm. we're I'm I'm happy with that uh, and she's excited to do it and she's a big Star Wars fan and and uh so hopefully we'll we'll be able to go the distance this time <laughs> with her uh and then uh we've got we talked about you know we we talked about horror for me mm-hmm. uh we've got a couple of ideas for some podcasts on that side as well yep. we're not going to we're not going to yeah, spoilers not yet not yet um but we're working on a plan for that as well and uh, I think um, then we're gonna get some booker reviews going
1: we are we yeah, are I this, sent Sam, Sam, is, uh, Sam sentence is special interest in, in doing some book reviews i've got I've got a lot of book reviews that we have not done there's quite a few books that uh, we get over here uh that show up here at the bunker mm-hmm. from publishers and you look at it and go that's don't, kind of you, don't you
0: have a few haven't i handed you a few yeah you I've, you got a few horror, I've got a few horror i got a few ones at
1: home that are um and there's one that I'm thinking of right off the top of my head which i it, it but um the uh, huh, some of it's just it's it certainly not hasn't been able to fit into the the sci-fi for me it, it hasn't it, it hasn't really felt right i mean yeah. there's um And yes, we've we've talked about this, and one of the reasons we're doing horror for me is that there's a large crossover between science fiction and horror, and there always has been. But there's also some things you look at and go, I'd be twisting this and pushing it in to make it fit. It just doesn't feel. Right. But um, on the other hand, um, I just got a chance to read the 30 Days of Night X-Files crossover in comic comic book. Well, there you go. And I'm like, (laughs) X-Files is coming up. This isn't exactly new, but no. still, I'm like, still, it's well, kind sure. of all right, cool. So, well, you know. and it
0: ties in because uh, one of the things that we've been talking to because uh, Blaze Lipinski, mm-hmm. uh, who does a lot of our science uh, articles, uh, he gets pretty in depth with uh, with his science instructional.s He every now and then will do a, a retro review mm-hmm. of you know science fiction books from the past, you know, from from back back right. when mm-hmm. back in the day when del Rey was the big one or Bantam Spectra you right. know, those yeah. those imprints that, that have kind of fallen by the wayside and he's doing a few a few of those and the, and the plan is to do more of those right uh, and we've got a couple of a couple of new people that have that have sent emails and saying hey I want to help I'm interested uh, and I'd really like to do some some reviews some do some book reviews and like oh hey
1: Guess what? (laughs) I just happen to have... Funny thing you should bring that Yeah, because we have a couple of three.
0: So we've got that, and uh, uh, a new, uh, well, not new, I say new, Uh, a new podcast, but it's an old show. The plan is to bring Mm 8-Bits back as a podcast this time. This was our video game roundtable. And uh, lo- the logistics of doing it as a video shoot uh, were just a little overwhelming for the resources that we had at the time. But we figured we can do this easier uh, as a podcast, especially since one of our video game you know, video game team is in Idaho, mm-hmm. <laughs> so so video kind of kind of be out for that. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring back Eight Bits as a podcast and um, weekend review is going to come back. Well, this is our this is our weekend uh, roundup of the week's headlines and news and you know basically our reader's digest version of stuff that we've published over the week. Right. So that's coming back. A little bit different format. We're gonna we're gonna experiment with uh, with a couple of things there. Uh, and you know it's 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 a fine time to be alive, isn't it? <laughs> well yeah. and like you said there's there's
1: like sixty different 68 more than 60, almost counted. 70, almost 70. Uh, and that's not probably not covering everything, um, probably not. Of of genre television properties, yeah. That's not talking the movies, that's not talking uh, the the internet. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole range of horror stuff that that uh, you know, lives and breathes on the internet, mm, yeah. Uh, that we haven't really touched on. One of the things that we are going to be talking about uh, early days of com is is the Shadow Falls web series by our, our friend and colleague, Kendall Sin, who <laughs> records for us here occasionally, but we've also worked with as filmmakers. Yep. Um, and Kendall was one of the, he tread <clears throat> the new ground of the web series. Yeah, he was one of the first. And uh, um, very ambitious for what he was doing. Um, and... Especially for the time when considering how little money he actually had and what he actually pulled off with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're actually going to do a series on, on Shadow Falls and, and bring back the web series to show people what it was like. And, Didn't and
0: that run on uh, Chiller's website?
1: I believe they did run it on Chiller's. Yeah.
0: I was thinking they did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, did. Uh, but it's. And
0: Chiller's actually got a couple of shows that are in development. Oh, do they? Yeah, original, original oh, scripted show. So, 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 yeah. The landscape is pretty broad mm-hmm. when it comes to genre programming, and and I was doing I was doing a cleanup of the data of the the spreadsheet for all of the recaps that we do, and you know, was looking at the list and, and all of these different uh, all of these different titles that are sitting there, mm-hmm. and you know, some of them are, some of them are animated. A lot of them are live action. Some of them aren't in production right now. There's a few in development. There's some on hiatus, you know, when they come back in your mid-season or, or summer or whatever. Right. But yeah, 68 shows that sure. are either on the air now or soon to be on the air. And that's a lot. That's a lot of genre programming. And 20 years ago, never would have seen it.
1: No, no. I mean, you you had... And again, part of that had to do with the fact that the landscape, program, uh, the the range of avenues for things to kind of get out to the audience mm-hmm. was much much narrower. Um, you know, twenty years ago, uh, yeah, cable was out there, but people were kind of flailing around with cable and trying to figure out what it was. Well, plus
0: the the channels were such were were so specific. Yeah, I mean, for science fiction, you had the Sci-Fi Channel, mm-hmm. and that was it.
1: Right. Arson Entertainment, uh, Country Music Channel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know MTV went back when it made music television. And they've got, they've got two genre shows.
0: Yeah. Now. Teen Wolf mm-hmm. and the Shannara Chronicles which right. starts uh, this month,
1: January. Right. So it's, uh, and there's something actually really to be said for, for some of these folks actually getting into original programming. I think that, that, the fact that it's giving them more, more avenues, more opportunities for people in the storytelling part of this and the performance part of this and the crew part of this is great. Yep. Um,
0: I just realized it should be 69 titles because I don't think Galavant's on that list.
1: So yeah, 70 titles essentially. Wow. <laughs> just about, There's a yeah. lot of stuff to cover. But it's also, it's a neat, neat time. I think that we we run the risk of, and we've talked about this before, as having, having too many choices. Yeah. I know that we have... It's like a challenge throughout the week. Sit there and go, okay, which show am I going to watch on the night it actually aired? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and the good news of it is, of course, is that the way we watch television and, and our, we consume our content has shifted from being, you have to watch it now or you have to wait three months till rerun season. Remember right. rerun season? I remember. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but still, it's, 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 there's times it's overwhelming. I mean, Flash and Green and Green Arrow this season, for Mm -hmm. me, were, were exactly those things. It's like, have you seen the new episode of Flash? No. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, want to watch it. I heard, I heard it's got Gorilla Grodd in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I want to see that. And everyone's telling me how great it is and I haven't watched it yet. So could you, all shut up. (laughs) Shut up right now. Spoiler. Yeah, so. Yeah. But it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's still kind of cool because the fact that we actually do have the choices and you have to sit there and decide. But it also means that um, I think that back in the old days uh, when shows were given a chance to breathe and you could have a show that would stumble along the first season and they would have figured it out and by the second season it would turn it into a hit.
0: Yeah. Which was pretty much all of them back in the day. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, again, it was, a, it was a huge investment of time and money, and so, you know, but they also realized that they didn't have to cancel something to... Because the audience was, you know... mm mm-hmm. 15, 20 million people watching a TV show was normal. Yeah. So now if you get 6 million or 8 million, you know... Um, and That's a hit. And you live plus <laughs> 7... Yeah. Your hope, yeah, you know, that's that's it. Uh, the folks over, you know, the I'm, I'm constantly amused by the folks over who are wailing and gnashing their teeth about Doctor Who's numbers. <laughs> it's like, "Well, guys, it's getting about it's getting about 10% of the British populace in the in its plus 7 numbers. 10% of a country's populace yeah. is not to be sneered at. That show is not going away. Um, and that does not none of that none of that takes into account its international numbers. Yeah. None of those numbers include international numbers. There's, BBC American numbers aren't in those numbers at all.
0: Well, and, and the DC shows. I mean, you look at uh, uh, anything, anything you know, Flash, Arrow, mm-hmm, right. Arrow's huge in Germany. Sure, I hear. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, there's there's an international market for just about
1: everything. And that's now. and that's where that's and including talked, us. And we've talked about this before too. It is it is a the model for tracking this stuff, for figuring this out. Oh yeah, um, you know the Nielsen's. Um, were a great idea when you were in the bubble. That was American television. Mm. It's just, uh, we're not in that bubble anymore. We haven't been in that bubble for a while.
0: Where, where was it? I saw. I saw something. Who who was it that was abandoning? It was either they were they were doing away. They were just going to completely ignore Live Plus Three anymore, or li- Live. Live plus same day. They were just going to go, I think, with live plus seven or, or something. I, I don't know, but I don't you're, know, almost was, you're almost going to have to. Yeah, because the the way we watch, I mean, there are some days where I don't get to the librarians until Tuesday. Right. And it airs on Sunday night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, you know, not only do I have to, to get it in the pipeline for me to get images, because... <sighs> Turner and TNT, <laughs> they've updated their press site, their media site. Right. Recently, the last two, three months.
1: And it's horrible. It's
0: horrible. Horrible.
1: <laughs> are, 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 because it's you, terrible. You sound as if you're not a fan. I, I'm not.
0: Okay. Because they don't put episodic images there.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. they used to. Sure.
0: You know, and... I I gotta check and do and 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 look at it again because every now and again you'll get one or two, mm-hmm. but you don't get it. And then the CW has done essentially the same kind of thing. Um, well, I say that CBS and CW and all of these, you know, Showtime and all of the that group, the, right. Vi- the Viacom group, mm-hmm. they're all the press site is of a piece. It's all together. Sure. You, you've got different log – you can log into different sections. So if I go into Showtime, I got to log into Showtime or I got to log into CBS sure. or whatever. Oh, right. Well, for whatever reason, we have access to the CBS materials. So I can download official images, Supergirl mm-hmm. and Limitless and anything that's on there, Scorpion, anything that's on CBS. I cannot get the press material on the CW site. Hmm. because you don't Reasons. have access. Yeah, it like, it, and I've sent emails and I've sent notes was like it, CBS lets me have their stuff, why don't you let me have your stuff? I mean, I've got a way I've got right. ways to get it mm-hmm. that's, you know, official and I'm not having to steal it off the internet or anything like that, but you know the 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 press sites need to be more press friendly. Well, NBC does a pretty good job with it. CBS does, Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yes, CW, not so much.
1: Well, what I think is also very interesting is that you can definitely see which sites have. hmm, I get a little jealous here. Every we can tell which sites have insider access.
0: Oh yeah, with screeners.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Makes makes me sad at night. Um, The BBC America website is where we get a lot of. We get our Doctor Who yep uh, uh, photos, except for the Christmas special, uh, which when I wrote my Doctor Who Review for the Christmas special, they had exactly zero. Oh yeah, photo content. Yep. before. And And um, I through the power of the screenshot, um, right. uh, I was able to get some to you know get some good frames and things like that. Um,
0: well, and that's, that's how I have to do uh, librarians. I've watched yeah. it online. And grab the grab mm-hmm. frames out of it, and you know it's it's the show, sure, so I'm not stealing, and we're you promoting know, and you pre- know, but, yeah so yeah,, you know. but yeah, it's kind of mm. I know it's questionable it it would okay, so that's that's resolution number three, we're gonna get on more media lists this year,
1: right 'cause and and it gets us an opportunity with something like horror for me, where we have we've noticed this there's less there's less horror news mm-hmm. out there there seems to be there seems to be less there's a there's a lot of reviews and reviews are important because it, you know we have to share the information about the content we have to share the information about the stories you know right. go see this movie this is this is the horror film you need to watch because this filmmaker needs to be encouraged and given more toys to play with. Don't go see this movie because it's awful. Right. And it's a paranormal activity film. Oh wait, I. I, I said <laughs> but there's uh,
0: not a lot of news. But there's news. Not a lot of news, and, and there's there is, not a lot of not, not a lot of websites
1: reporting that news. And I don't think there's a lot of commentary either, in a way that I'd like to see more of. Yeah. Um, and I hope that we can we're able to do over on the horror side because um, horror has uh, horror as an entertainment genre has been with us for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And it says something about us that we, as a species, seem to like to have that thrill. Right. That, you, know, that, you know, that bit of blue mm-hmm. scare. We don't have the very... Unfortunately, way too many of us do. We, first world, we first world types over here, uh, don't have to worry too much about the saber-tooth tiger coming through the cave door. Um, and unfortunately, there are a lot of places in the world where that the you can extend that metaphor if you want to to, mm. to include a lot of, of of horrible things. But there is for for you know the the things that got our blood going, pumped up that adrenaline yeah. uh, are fewer and far between. There's something about that racing of the pulse uh, and uh, and that chill that runs up your spine. Um, but it's it's very interesting the various things that we find scary. And and
0: now with politics, it's a thrill that runs up the leg, right? Well, it's it, there's a, a lot of the there's, a, but that that uh, there, or, well, there's or, some chills I, up the spine too. Actually, depending on your or, or
1: actually, well, now it's a lot of <laughs> the thrill of, of what's running down your leg as you as you look at your options. Um, come, uh, uh, you know, depend, you know, depending on uh, wow. on where you stand. Um, there's there's someone for everyone to be unhappy about. <laughs> um,
0: Speaking of options, mm-hmm. there are plenty of those over at superhero stuff.com we like them see i was i was trying to find a place gotta just you know they have things that, that we things. like yes so um and they are a sponsor of this show we do appreciate their support their continued support we do uh they've been with us since episode 15 yeah we're going to have to do something when we get to episode 115 something I yeah. don't know what um, but yeah, we've got some, we'll we've got some shot. plans and schemes. We'll discuss those when we come back from the break. We'll let you hear from superhero stuff.com as well as, uh, atomic mm-hmm. Uh, they make our t-shirts and, um, when we come back, we will continue talking about some of our new year's resolutions here at sci-fi for me.com. You're listening to H2O on sci-fi for me radio. Podcasting is our superpower. This is sci-fi for me radio. Where can you get Age of Ultron stuff? -stuff
2: SuperheroStuff.com
0: Where can you get Justice League stuff? -stuff SuperheroStuff.com Where can you get Doctor Who stuff? -stuff SuperheroStuff.com Where can you get Daredevil stuff? -stuff SuperheroStuff.com New items being added all the time. Get your superhero stuff at SuperheroStuff.com Plus, the Hero Box is back $70 worth of superhero stuff for only $49 SuperheroStuff.com Where heroes shop
2: there are plenty of places to get your genre news. We get that, which is why we go visit those places for you. And then we bring it all back here so it's all in one handy little place. Sci-Fi For Me is your one-stop shop for everything genre. Comic books, video games, TV, movies, the latest best-selling novels. Join us as we delve into the many story universes over a nice cup of coffee. We've got everything you need, all in one place. Sci-Fi For Me your portal to the science fiction multiverse.
0: Whoa, where'd you get that shirt? Bought it at the convention last week. It's an Atomic Cotton design. Atomic
1: Cotton? Yep, they got t-shirt designs from sci-fi, horror, cult films. All the shirts were really unique and fun. I had to get one.
0: I gotta wait for another convention, though. Nope. AtomicCotton.com. I ordered your shirt. Shipping
1: was super fast.
2: Atomic Cotton. Where Erica and Zach combine their passion for art and film to create wearable art. All original, made with a love for the genre. Coming to a convention near you very soon. Or find them on the web at AtomicCotton.com. Atomic Cotton. Shirts and art for fans by fans.
0: You're listening to H2O on Sci-Fi for Me Radio. If you want to be part of the conversation, there are different ways that you can do that. You can call our hotline. It's area code 573-42-SCI-FI. Or you can send an email, h2o at sci fi Let us know what you think. Uh, share your thoughts. And if you've got New Year's resolutions that you'd like to share with the community at large, we'd be happy to hear them. My name is Jason Hodge sitting across the table from Timothy Harvey. Hello. Happy New Year, everybody! It is uh, the beginning, the beginning of the year. The slate has been wiped clean.
1: I hope. <laughs> 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 Maybe. Just touch. Please forget what I've done. <laughs> Just, Just leave a little water, some chips, if you got it. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> yes, I had, I had, uh, I had reason to check my credit score. Oh? Recently. Um, or actually have it checked for me. Um, and a crazy thing happened. What's up? So on the way, I got good credit again. What? I know. I Clearly, this has been a mistake. Uh, <laughs> but I did. And <clears throat> and it's interesting, because uh, uh, you think about this, talking about uh, clean slates, you think about this from time to time, and you go, gosh. Yeah, I nah, try not to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... You suddenly realize that all the work of actually trying to make sure you're paying your stuff on time and yeah. being a grown up and, and, and being a responsible adult actually kind of works. My credit score is not good at the moment. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised that I'm like, I got to look that up. And I was like, Wow, really? No. Yeah. I I could go into a bank. And they would not initially laugh at me. <laughs> They'd laugh at me later, for, but they would. They, but the first words out of the, 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 their first response to me, saying you know anything involving money, would not be you know hysterical laughter and and probably falling out of chairs and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. having to call for someone to help because they can't breathe anymore because the air just won't come in and out of it. You know because they're laughing so hard. Um, so fresh start, I guess, uh, or or the, or the fact that it's just like, like this looming thing over my head going oh yeah never try and buy anything (laughs) (laughs) well congratulations yeah I was like wow what did did this happen yeah Um, should I get a note I, I a, a, a cake. <laughs> I cake is good. Cake is good. Cake is good or brownies. Or it's yes.
0: <laughs> circle back to our original discussion. <laughs> see see how we do. It's we all do. connected. It, it it's is all connected in a really weird way. Yeah. Speaking of all connected, there's another podcast that's going to be coming back here very soon. January 19th is the day that uh, our Marvel podcast is back. Uh, the 75th anniversary of Captain America. They're going to run a special on ABC that night. Yeah. Prior to uh, two back-to-back episodes of Agent Carter, which means that uh, we're going to be watching TV for three hours, and oh, then yeah. at 10 o'clock at night, we're going to start recording <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> Uh, to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that show is Level Eleven Seven, and uh, like all of our other podcasts, if you've got comments or questions or ideas or, or thoughts that you want to share, you are more than welcome. Sometimes we even include if you leave a message on the hotline, we can include it in the show. Yeah, and we could use that as our uh, as our launching point to uh, kick off discussions. We want to do more of that. Yeah, we do uh, more. More user, listener – how do we say that? Listener, reader, audience – more audience participation. That's resolution number four. More, more audience participation. Um, and a while back, we talked about doing uh, the fan article where the the people that are not part of the team, the people mm-hmm. people right. not on the staff, people that are just out there in the, in, oh. in the audience, readers or listeners – could have an opportunity to contribute some stuff, um, guest articles, and that kind of thing. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be doing some more of that. So more audience participation. I'm actually writing this down. Good. So.
1: And one it's you. Then nobody's talking. Well, no, I'm sorry. I was. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What you. What, what the folks at home cannot see because this is the power of radio. But you can imagine it with the power of your mind. Is that? Is that? Uh, After finally figuring out the correct combination of words over on Wikipedia to get me the list of of horror television shows I was looking for. Yeah. um,
0: What did it finally come up at?
1: uh, Horror fiction television series. You kind of have to do all four of those words. You got to break it down. Right. Sure. Um, Right. And it listed, this is great, um, American, uh, American horror fiction television. Of which it lists 18 pages on Wikipedia. Mm. 18. So 18 different entries on Wikipedia. Which tells you two things. They are not tagging this stuff properly on Wikipedia. <laughs> <because> that's not <laughs> yeah. right at all. Um, and then, of course, dig a little deeper. So I'm, my, that's basically the, the that dead silence was the sound of my eyes bugging out of my head my jaw dropping because yeah. I'm like, I can think of eighteen horror TV shows in the history of television. I, there have, yeah. There's more. Yeah. Well, it turns out, funny thing, <laughs> one hundred and thirty-six. If you dig and poke around, that, and that's probably not even right. So, um, that's that's going all the way back. That's going all the way, all the way, and that's including things like Dark Shadows and oh sure and Night Gallery and all those things. And of course, Night Gallery and Twilight Zone and and a lot of that stuff was. Uh, horror and science fiction and drama and all these things, because there was, was a lot of crossover.
0: You know, we could do a Dark Shadows rewatch.
1: Well, and I'm, that's still one of the reasons I was looking for this list, is, like, there's so many great series that, um, thankfully, some people have them murdered by rebooting. Um, mm. And and as much as I love to see some stuff come back, I love, I love to see, new, I, you know, having Star Wars come back and tell new stories in the franchise, having a new Star Trek TV show they're talking about, you know. Whole Axenar thing is a little is a little unfortunate, but they you know they want to make a new Star Trek television show. This is yeah. this is great. Um, Although it's Damon Lindelof. Well, you know, um, but there are certain shows that you think you know they're just they were products of their time, right? Yeah, and it's always been kind of the issues with with some of the Twilight Zone reboots and the, and the and that sort of thing, where it's like you, you're you either have to you know adapt new storytelling. Completely new storytelling, and you know, it's it's the Twilight Zone brand. Right. Um, But uh, you know, remaking old Twilight Zone episodes is is probably not the way you want to go. You want to end up with something more like Black Mirror, Um, or you know, some of the other just uh, play more in a in a in a broader, more modern context but keep the same idea. I mean, keep the same concept. Keep the same being willingness to... That or you could do like NBC did with Dracula and make a period piece. Sure. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you look at some of these things like Outer Limits, Night Vision, Fright Night, the TV series. Um, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Uh, there's just there's just so many different neat, neat things out there that were these little sort of anthology, weekly
0: mm-hmm. television you think, shows. You think the Crypt Keeper would be CGI now?
1: Um, I think that if they were to bring back Tales from the Crypt now, uh, no, it would still be a puppet, still be an animatronic Mm -hmm. or of some kind. Ten years from now? Yeah. 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 Because I think, again, you're looking at, you're looking at the audience. The audience is aging out. And not that the audience, not that we're like, you know, at death's door or anything, but the fact... that I don't know. I I climbed the stairs. (laughs) Some days, this is true. But that isn't, that's any age, really. You know, I got... Um, but it's, it's, you're looking at that, that sort of thing where the, 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 appeal to the viewer is aging out. Right. You know? So, but yeah, Tales from the Dark Side, Tales from the Keeper, Tales from the Crypt, Tales of Tomorrow, Twilight Zone. I mean, all these great things, um, that, yeah, I think when, when, one of the things that you and I have talked about off air, um, and talked about in terms of, of both sci-fi and horror is going back into the catalog. Right. Talking about the way things, where we come from, where we, you know, how, how did we get here? You know, you get, if you want, if you, if you, know, you listen to, to Stephen King and Clive Barker and all the greats of horror, um, you know, they're going to tell you, they're going to have read, uh, Durleth and Lovecraft and Ambrose Bierce, Shelley and, mm-hmm. and Stoker and, and, you know, there's, there's a DNA yeah, there's a DNA to to the genres that we we love, whether it's science fiction, fantasy, or westerns or or romance, whatever it is, and you need to know. You should know. You should know where it comes from, because there's amazing stories that you don't have necessarily seen. I mean, science fiction. I keep cannot tell you how many times it blows my mind that I have no people who haven't seen Forbidden Planet. It's like how do you how do you live? Oh, I know. How well, do how do you, how do you he, live in this world if you haven't seen forbidden planet? And well,
0: uh, a a good example of that it was uh a Childhood's End mm-hmm. when it went yeah. in on sci-fi uh, a couple of weeks ago um Twitter was all just I, I was amazed at how much ignorance of the genre there is among the people who are watching the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the fact that you've got uh, a six hour movie event, miniseries thing based on a book mm-hmm. by Arthur C. Clarke that's been around for fifty some odd years. More than so, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, what fifty three? I think is when nineteen fifty three is when it was published, and people haven't read the book. Sure, and they're watching the movie and it's like, "Oh, this is such a downer. I'm not going to read the book." I was like, um. The movie is based on I, I, the book. The one, the one thing that the movie kind of got right was the ending. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff in between that was completely out of left field that wasn't in the book. The book was much better, I thought, than than the miniseries. The miniseries just added a bunch of superfluous stuff that didn't need to be there.
1: Sure,
0: but to have people making decisions about. The content they're going to consume based on adapted content they have consumed, you know this <laughs> this this lack of understanding, and you know, and 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 not to sound like a gatekeeper or anything, but if you're going to be a fan of the genre, pay attention.
1: Well, I think that's one of the I mean, things that we, we... It, it,
0: it, there's an opportunity here because there, sure. are, you know, it's like you said, there's there's a lot of stuff that repeats itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's tropes and there's things. I mean, well, uh, in that interview with uh, Lucas and Charlie Rose, he's talking about, you know, all of the different influences on Star Wars. Right. You know, the westerns and the mythology and 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 all you know, Kurosawa and all these different things. And he said, any any good storyteller, any good filmmaker, is steeped in that particular type of story he wants to tell. If you... if you, And you pull all of the sure. good elements that you like and you put them together and you tell a story. Well, mm-hmm. for fans... Now, granted, not everybody's going to be a fan of everything. Sure, of course not. But you at least should be familiar enough to know what you like, what you don't like.
1: Well, and I think we're, we're at an interesting time because we've had this explosion of genre material
0: mm-hmm. out in
1: pop culture. Uh, the superhero movie, right? Yep. This is This is... This, we all remember how big Batman was in the 80s, late 80s, 80, 89, right? It was huge. hmm Oh, yeah. Those numbers do not remotely compare to Avengers. No. Right. So uh, the reach of this is bigger. The, the, the impact on the wider society, the wider culture, the wider viewership is much, much bigger. Mm. So it's almost this, this fresh audience. That dude do, does not even know.
0: So we need to do retrospective. I think, I think
1: sci-fi one oh one type. I think to some R-101. degree that it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad idea because there's also so much really interesting stuff. Um, I mean, we can you know I've always, I've I've wanted to do this for a long time. In fact, I've got a I've got a a, a film that never was finished. That was sort of my riff on. Oh, the,
0: you've got one too. I've got a couple
1: of <laughs> a couple of them. Uh, Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Yeah. Which is both. It it it's it's the first twist ending in cinema. It's the first psychological thriller in cinema. It's the first horror film in cinema. It's the first you could argue it's a science fiction film because it's about mind control. And it's just it's just you look at this and realize how influential this film was. Uh, they, the the visual style, the way it was lit, mm-hmm. all these things were completely groundbreaking. Yeah. It was the first of like six, seven different things. Very few movies get to sit there and go, you know, even at any stage of a development of, of, of the filmmaking process, they go, it's the first one that did all these things. Yeah. Um, and it's another one of those f- people haven't seen it. Now, they've, they're, they've, I'm sure they've seen a lot of them have seen the Rob Zombie music video, which is based on Canada, which is great. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Rob Zombie, yeah. for, for getting it out there. Um, they may have seen... The really terrible nineteen eighties soft core skinemax kind of thing that was a sequel, quote unquote. What? <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of scary. Uh-huh. Um, and and so there's all sorts of crazy things that this stuff. But it, the, the interesting thing is, is that's that it's,
0: that's the one that was on a double
1: bill with Hardware. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is that it's still it's. You, you, but the interesting thing there is that it's per, it's still percolating in the culture oh, and sure. in the genre yeah. culture. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a reason that somebody like Rob Zombie uses the, uh, the visuals for that and the visual aesthetic for that for Living Dead Girl when he, when that song came out and yeah. he did that. um, so, you know, 15 years ago, but still, you know, it's an important set of visual cues and things like that, that even if you don't even realize it's still coming up through there. Star Wars is the 1940s, 30s and 40s serials. Yeah. You know, Indiana Jones is the 1930s, 40s serials. Even if you don't know. That there, they are. You know, if you don't know that it's a mythology or, or Joseph Campbell and all that stuff, you know, yeah, I think I think we we could do some to sit there and go, you like that? You want to see where it came from? You want yeah. to see where the, well, where the, where the what? John, the, Carter. John Carter. John Carter. John Carter is a perfect
0: example. Of oh yeah. That. Um, okay, so resolution number five: more retrospectives. Um, show more, people, more, more history. Where more, did it come from? Where more gravitas? <laughs> that was that was the word of the day for how which political campaign, the, the, the political season was it two thousand four. Everybody was saying the word gravitas. Oh,
1: it's entirely possible. Gravitas. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to use most of the words that are being said in this. Let's let's make we'll, we'll make
0: a we'll make a horror movie called Gravitas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no.
1: <laughs> as long yeah. as we can have a hippie in it, Goo goes, that's heavy, man. <laughs> did, oh, did okay. So did you see? Did you see the librarians? The the, 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 the season the, finale.
0: Yeah, the season finale. Yeah, I did. Did anybody say "Great Scott" in that whole episode? I have to go back and watch it again because I was looking you for it. You know what? I, I, I don't think that's so. saw it. Because you know there were so many different. Oh yeah. Yeah, come with me if you want to live. Was in there. Yeah, um, the was, DeLorean was there. The yeah, Tardis the was, was there. there. The
1: musical cues that kept know, popping that up. It was
0: so much fun. Um, but I didn't. I didn't hear anybody I say, don't "Great think Scott!" anybody did. I got to go back through. I want to. I want to go through and and get with Cami and pick out all of the different. I wanted.
1: I wanted to like Easter that episode eggs. a lot more than I did. I thought it was fun. It was fun, but well, I also the librarians is not heavy lifting. No, it's not. But at the same time. Um, uh, I'm nope. I'm am a Sherlock Holmes, a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. Right. I like my Moriarty to be more evil, less suave, misunderstood, mm, roguish, no. roguish. I'm I'm, I'm ai I'm a villain. Well, that's well, okay, That's yeah. Eve's influence. Well, I I don't I don't care. <laughs> I want I want. Oh, and Moriarty to cackle. <laughs> I require some I require some evilness. Well, and there's nothing that says he's not going to come back and be worse. Well, that would yeah, but they've already established him as being this roguish chuba. Hello, no, I'm still. I'm James Moriarty. Yes, of course you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, but and 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 uh yeah, I was just I was somewhat disappointed, but I had a good time watching it. Right. But it's oh yeah. Like, well yeah, it was a fun. Do episode. not stare directly at the at the, yeah. at the plot.
0: But you know well, and and that's one thing that and we talked about this before, the fact that there's not enough comedy in science fiction and fantasy. Oh, uh, You've got yeah. Gallivant. Mm-hmm. Gallivant's coming back as a comedy musical
1: mm-hmm,
0: uh, right. period piece. It, it's more fantasy than science It's not science
1: fiction. But it, it, it was very aware of its chances Yeah. the first season, and it managed to... Do well <laughs> uh, enough to come back, and and I think that's actually great. I yeah. think it's you know, but yeah. It's well, and, and Red Dwarf, is yes. it,
0: it, are is, are they still in production? Has that come out yet? Uh, you know what? We're gonna I have thought, to do some checking. I on that thought they were
1: still in production, but that's I, um, what I thought. Yeah, you know, it's not done yet. It's not out. No, no, no. We would have heard. We would have heard more about it being out.
0: Yeah. Well, the Doctor Who Christmas special
1: that Doctor was Ho-
0: fun oh, up yeah. until the point where she realizes this is it. Well, you know, yes. Yeah,
1: so up, up, up until the point the, the emotions kick in, yeah. Until uh, the 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 romp the romp ends right about the point where where someone stared directly at the plot, and it was the people in the plot. Yeah. And uh, but still, I I uh, I had more fun with that one than I'd say probably about half the Christmas special since the show came back.
0: Yeah there there's um, a few there's a few Christmas specials that just don't do it for me very
1: much, yeah, and, and think, most of them are ten. Yeah. Well, it's it's. It's a mixed bag for me. I uh, uh, the widow, the witch, and the ward the the widow the wardrobe yeah, the, the, the Narnia one yeah the Narnia one um, felt a little bit I, I kind of liked the idea but it couldn't make up its mind if it was something serious or mm-hmm. something that was silly yeah and it is a fine line it is a very fine line horror horror comedies are tough to do and and although many horror films are funny. Um, science fiction comedies are tough to do, although I've, well, I, I, I it's less than laughing at bad, bad science fiction is more of just shaking my head and going, Oh man, come yeah. on. You know, the guy, it reminds me of the Geico
0: commercial. You know, you've got the kids in the horror movie. Mm-hmm. Why don't we get in the running car? No, no, no. Let's go hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> when you're in a horror movie, you make bad
1: decisions. That's what you do. Oh, go hide behind the, <laughs> the chainsaws. I know. I know. Um, well and, and you know it's interesting. Um, I'm 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 hopeful. You know, I'm hopeful with all these is uh, these genre properties that are getting, you know, adapted or produced or, you know, mo- whether it's movies or television or mm-hmm. or radio, um the, the pot the the audio adventure has come has come been coming back. Yeah. You know, they actually I mean the you know, people have people have been enjoying audiobooks for ages now, but I mean the full cast productions of things. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, Big Finish is doing Dracula. Um, That reminds me, I need to check on ours. Yeah, yeah, it's true.
0: Because I haven't heard anything lately. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Yeah, it's just, uh, there's some neat, neat stuff happening in all the different kind of mediums for getting this stuff across. Uh, Which hopefully means that we're going to see a lot more people who are going to play within that particular genre the way it should be. I mean... Horror comedy is there's a lot to mine there. I mean, there. Cabin in the Woods, you know, that was made by horror fans, mm-hmm. and we laughed. We laughed a lot. Um, well,
0: Ash versus Evil Dead has moments. Oh, good lord, yes. <laughs> there's a lot.
1: I think I think they've uh, d- uh, d- designed that to have one like one funny moment like every sixty seconds. I mean, it's just like you know, oh and we have got a minute. Oh, say something funny. Okay, there we go. Yep. You know, because it's it, it's just, it's constant, and um, I am dying for a really well-done everything-at-the-wall, you know, uh, Zucker, Abram Zucker.
0: Oh, yeah. Approach
1: to science fiction or to horror, where for, if you don't recognize the initials, that's the airplane folks. Right. That's the airplane. Um, uh, didn't they do the police squad? They did the police squad. The first Naked Guns, um, which Naked Gun is supposed to be getting a N- reboot. Well,
0: Naked Gun is Police Squad.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it but was, I mean, it was the Police Squad movies. Right. Because Police Squad started on TV. And bombed because yeah. the audience didn't know what to do with it. But they, they the idea there was throw, throw all the jokes you can at the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you throw enough jokes, statistically. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are going to land with the audience, and... We should make a Barney Miller in space. Oh, see, Barney Miller was a different story. Barney Miller wasn't going to throw all the jokes at the wall. Barney But Miller... Barney Miller was funny. Oh, Barney was really funny, and really well-written. I mean, that was, a, that was actually a show uh, that I think had surprising depth for a comedy. Mm-hmm. I still...
0: I haven't watched Castle in a while, but I still would love to see Ron Glass play his Barney Miller character on Castle.
1: Oh, I'd love that. That would be great because he's a cop. You know, a cop oh, sure. who was
0: he was writing a book. He mm-hmm. was a, he was an aspiring novelist back in the day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and who's to say that maybe he got published and maybe he's not a <laughs> cop anymore? He's a published novelist, and he's he's right? in the he's in, he's on the bench. He's on the minor league team for the poker. For the poker night for Castle all the time, right? right? And you know that the way because you know how many Firefly alumni have showed up at Castle now.
1: Oh yeah, all of them.
0: Why not? Let let you know. Bring Ron Glass in to play. Well, I'd
1: have a have and, a, a cameo for Abe Fagoda. Oh, that would be so.
0: <laughs> Somebody he, he walks in and goes. Somebody he,
1: order the fish. He is still alive and. <laughs> Um, you know, every
0: time I find out he's still alive, I'm like,
1: "Really? I don't." Uh, well, he's ninety-four. Wow. Yeah, which is great because he's he's one of those he's one of those actors. He's he's a great he's one of the great character actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the very simple fact that we know his name after all this time he's a he's a TV character actor, which is. Um, well, he was in The Godfather, wasn't he? Oh, good lord! Yeah, he's been he was in, in the Godfather. Uh, yeah Godfather, Joe versus Volcano. Uh, Barney Miller, of course. Um, uh, he was in a spin off. One season of Fish. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I don't think I ever saw.
0: It's like Aftermath.
1: Yeah. Oh, cause I tried to watch Aftermath. <laughs> I really did. I just couldn't quite. Yeah. Without Without Hawkeye and BJ and Trapper John, I mean, there, there's that dy- dynamic and, and Charles mm-hmm. Winchester and. And Frank Pierce, I mean, you have to have, you have to have that there. Um, Well, the antagonism between them was, was was half the show. Right. And I think that, uh, well, and okay, yeah. Well, conflict at the core of any great storytelling is a conflict. Yeah. And.
0: And especially in comedy. Yeah. Because that's, you know,
1: know, pratfalls
0: or hijinks or whatever, Mm -hmm. or just, you know, misunderstandings or people not getting along or whatever that's, that's ripe for comedy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah,
0: there should be more science fiction comedy.
1: There should be a, somebody make uh, it
0: Quark, <clears throat> Quark. Yeah, uh, well, Quantum Leap was fun. It wasn't a comedy, but
1: well, and I think that I think that you can find there's a lot of ways to find the humor in things. I mean, uh, Friday the Thirteenth was it Friday the Thirteenth, the TV series mm. with uh, uh, the the antique shop? Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Kind of like the pre the the pre Warehouse 13. Thirteen.
1: There was a yeah. lot of humor in that show. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the horror anthology stuff, a lot of the science fiction anthology stuff are in the 80s and 90s. Um, there was a lot of giggling involved.
0: Were there some funny bits in The Force Awakens.
1: Oh, sure. Well... There's one in particular. You do have to, you do have to... uh, You do have to realize that comedy is part of just life. Mm -hmm. And as a writer and as a filmmaker and as, uh... If you take it all out, Zach Snyder, <laughs> um, I got to get my Snyder digs in. I apparently, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can, you can. Uh, there's, there was a funny line in the trailer and everything, um, but you end up with things like you end up, and, and you can have. Okay, this is fine. You can have Stephen King's The Mist and Stephen King in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, grim, grim, yeah, grim. Little humor, very little. Um downers bit of a bit of a downbeat endings uh even the hopeful ending of the novella uh, isn't that hopeful um small doses you can have you can have that stuff in small doses you can have the i feel i feel empty inside after watching that and and in a way because you know, I feel cold and I can feel the the wind rustling through my soul yeah. um, in small doses that's great but you got to have the balance you have to have the um, the moments where you do laugh the moments you, uh, uh, the really good horror filmmakers always figured out the fact that the best, one of the best ways to, you know, scare an audience is to give them a joke.
0: Yeah. And then boom.
1: Yeah. And then vice versa, which is, you know, give them the thing, which is just terrifying to look at and then give them a pratfall. Um, you know, cause laughter, laughter and screams, that's uh, a good contrast. Very good, yeah, and a, and a very and, a mo- and uh, as a viewer, a fun combination. So you're not so much you don't see so much of that in in the DNA of how you structure a science fiction film, but yeah. they, I think that the really great science fiction films um, all had a certain amount of humor just built in. Um, even even films like say 2001, which are very and there's a certain solemnity gravitas. The 2001 gravitas. gravitas. Radio um, PG-13
0: <laughs> starts Friday. It's
1: heavy, man. Um, it's, it, in, a world, in a <laughs> world where everything's heavy, <laughs>
0: there was
1: gravitas. <laughs> I like it. Um, the uh, Even then, the, the interactions between the astronauts and and Hal have a very wry humor to them, the kind of thing that you can actually kind of smile about. So mm-hmm. It was still there. So yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting thing to, to get the balance right on, but it's it's a, if you do it right, you have it. Yeah. So we've got five.
0: Um, I want to make number six more convention coverage.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Because we're going to do that
1: more. Uh, we're we're going to have we're gonna do that kind of by default actually with some of our plans for this year. Oh yeah,
0: because um, as as some of you may have heard, uh, WorldCon. Mm-hmm. The World Science Fiction Convention, home of the Hugo Awards, mm-hmm. is gonna be here in Kansas City in August. We're very excited about it. Mid Americon 2 is going to be the hosting event. Uh I need to send them an email um, because we've got to we've got we've got to circle the wagons on some stuff and get some plans and, yeah. and schemes in place. Uh we've got that, we've got Planet Comic-Con in May. Uh there's Kansas City Comic Con in August. There's NakaCon in March. Um, I think there's uh, there's Kansas City Cosmic Con in January. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a smaller one, but there's I mean there's there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, speaking of that, that gives me a good opportunity to to mention that we do have now a calendar, not just on not just a list of conventions on our conventions page, mm-hmm. but there's also a calendar there. That we're updating constantly, so you can you can actually go to our conventions page on sci-fi-for-me.com, right? And it is I think we've got one of the biggest lists of events worldwide uh, that I've run across anywhere else. Uh, we've we've got almost we're we're very very close. We're in spitting distance of 500 events. Right. Yeah. And so we've got a calendar built uh, a google calendar that we've inserted into the page and we're constantly updating that and you can see every month all of the different events that are going on and we've got links to their you know their particular event websites and and all that so you can get information so no matter where you are in the world and i was looking at it almost every single weekend there's something somewhere oh sure it's a constant thing which is great which is really cool uh, we're not going to get to all of them.
1: No, sadly. But maybe
0: those of you who are going can file um, on-the-scene field reports for us. You can. You can be our junior correspondents.
1: We would. That we would love that.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? So, and that that goes back to more audience participation. Sure. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's that's six. Do we want to try for ten, or do you think six is good for starting?
1: Well, when you consider how many people do not meet their New Year's resolutions, I think we have a decent chance of hitting those six.
0: Okay. Well, we'll stop there then. Uh, uh, and and perhaps we, we wanna... should,
1: We should just for the <laughs> reason, that's like...
0: Maybe Maybe we come up with one that's so outlandish we don't meet it. I was about to say George R. 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 Martin in the studio, but since he's going to be here in August, <laughs> it <was laughs> feels like
1: well, wait a minute, maybe that's not quite so outlandish. That's not actually that outlandish. Um, yeah. And uh, if nothing else, maybe not in the studio, but perhaps with a microphone, uh, yeah. we can definitely. Yeah, we are definitely going to be able to get a lot of interviews out at WorldCon. We're
0: hoping, um, but yeah, we're it's it's going to be a very good year. I hope. I when we started twenty fifteen, I I told everybody on the staff at the time. I said twenty fifteen is going to be our big push year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a, we did more convention coverage. We did a lot of a lot of promotion. A lot of getting get the links out. Get you know share share our stuff so people know that we exist and getting all out there. Um, I'm calling twenty sixteen our go big or go home year. So. Take that for what it's worth. Take that as you will. But this is going to be one of those things where the, the year is going to be much bigger for us in terms of effort, in terms of content, uh, all of the stuff that we've got planned. If we don't get an audience from that, <laughs> <laughs> like, what else can we do?
1: Well, um, it's going to be a whole lot of this. Is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but uh yeah, so uh,
0: so that's gonna that's gonna be our resolutions. Okay, so no no clickbait headlines. Right. That's an yes. easy one that we can that we can hit very easily. More social activities for the team. Yeah. Just because we have a lot of cool and people that can, and that can include audience. We you know, we can we can maybe have some kind of a something get together or something with people, maybe. We have many yeah. cool people
1: and that, that a, a, a tweet
0: thing. meet. That's what we'll do. And there you go. <laughs> uh we're getting on more press lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, more audience participation, more retrospective content, and more convention coverage.
1: That's our six to start with. That's a pretty solid group of things to go with, yeah, and the, think, and with everything else we have in mind for for the for the year ahead of us. Yeah, uh,
0: big plans. Yeah, big. Um, okay, so uh, share with us. That we we've we've shared with you our resolutions. Share with us a few of yours. um, I think let's let's do uh, let's do. If you're using Twitter, uh, the hashtag that we're really going to try to use more more often this year: Sci-Fi for Me Radio. The hashtag Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Right. And the the email here: h two o at sci-fi for me dot com. uh, You can. Hit us up on all of the social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, YouTube, Pinterest, uh, Tumblr. Um, I think that's all of them. And uh, uh, you leave a comment on the social media. You can leave a comment over at sci fi for mecom uh, Remember that our hosting is now at podcast.com, so we're going to continue to put the direct links to the show out at least until we get iTunes transitioned over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do have a hotline you can call and leave a message, uh, because it is a message line. It's uh, area code five seven three forty two sci fi. Leave a comment, join the conversation, and uh, and we will uh, include your comments and thoughts uh, in where wherever the programming is that's appropriate for that. Okay, so that's going to do it for us. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope everybody has a, a safe. Rest of the holiday. Yeah. Uh, I know school's getting back in, and people are getting back into work, and vacations are over, and now it's winter, and we've got snow on the ground. So everybody everybody, be careful. Don't drink too much. Don't drink and drive.
1: Have great times with, with family and friends.
0: Yes. And uh, and that's going to do it for us, Timothy Harvey. Always a pleasure, sir. My name is Jason Hunt. Thank you very much for joining us for this episode
1: of Stuo. Hey, X2o. folks. Thanks for listening for 2015. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for, we thanks do for listening it. and reading and watching and, and all the things that you guys, we don't, we, we would do this probably if we didn't have an audience of any kind. Well, we were doing it before we hit
0: the microphones. That's so. right.
1: And, uh, but it's, it's so much more, uh, fun to know that you're out there listening. So yeah. thanks.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we do appreciate it. And we will be back with another episode of H2O next week.
1: This has been a presentation of sci-fi-for-me.com. Copyright 2015 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio.